Hello and welcome to Greetings from Brussels, episode 9 of our Global Tech Swamp podcast. We have your host and EU team here today. Hey, Anna. Hello. Uh, hello. And Morgan, hello. 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 Uh, and of course, myself, Alex. So back in episode 5, we discussed standard essential patents, otherwise abbreviated as SEPs, and how rules and regulations around those patents impact our members' businesses. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into some of the most recent and relevant policy developments going on in the SEP space. We'll be joined by EU SEPspert Alexander Prenter to discuss the outcome of the European Commission's expert group on SEPs, a recent referral of a SEP licensing dispute to the European Court of Justice, and the UK Supreme Court's landmark decision on the Unwired Planet versus Huawei case. Uh, but first, we're going to cover tech history and review the latest headlines in Brussels. was the last time that you used or even saw a paper map? If you're like me, it's been quite a while, something like 16 years, and <laughs> um, that's right. Our devices began filling that navigation need in uh, on February 8, 2005, and is this month's tech history. Way back in 2004, two Danish brothers, uh, Lars and Jens Hellstrup Ravensen, pitched the idea for a map-based web application. At the time, the only maps available on Google were static maps, but this new development could provide users with a searchable, scrollable, zoomable map. And Google quickly bought a small business called Where to Technologies and began its years-long competition with MapQuest. And that's all for tech history. That sound means it's time for Brussels Bites. Anna and Morgan, what are the latest tech policy headlines out of the EU? European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen recently warned that the EU continues to lag behind China and the US when it comes to investments into key technologies such as artificial intelligence and quantum computing. The European Commission wants to bridge this investment shortfall for digital by incentivizing more public-private partnerships via the new European Investment Fund. The Commission is currently negotiating the project with um, the European Investment Bank, which has already generated 700 million euros in investment. Von der Leyen said she hopes to, the figure could go as high as 3 billion um, as the project gathers momentum through 2021. As part of an ongoing EU effort to guarantee the safety of emerging technologies, robotics could become the subject of new rules. The Commission is planning to publish a proposed revision of the 15-year-old machinery directive during the second half of 2021. There are also plans to address issues concerning human-robot collaboration and to increase the transparency of robots' artificial intelligence algorithms. In an attempt to further bolster privacy protocols for communications transmitted by Internet of Things devices, the Commission will also examine the Radio Equipment Directive. For more information on this, check out our show notes. Last week, the Commission announced it will roll out an EU-wide cybersecurity certification scheme for 5G networks. This certification scheme is part of the EU's 2019 Cybersecurity Act and aims to patch up technical vulnerabilities of 5G mobile communications. To achieve 
certification, the Commission encourages market players to increase the security of their connected devices. ENISA, the European Cyber Agency, is developing the standards that businesses will have to meet to qualify for the certificate. And a quick update on a piece of legislation that is keeping us busy. The European Commission's competition chief, Margrethe Vestager, recently said in an interview with a French newspaper that she was hopeful an agreement on the Digital Markets Act will be found in the spring of 2022. We will keep you posted on that in future episodes of TechSwamp. And that's all for Brussels Bites. And now for the fun stuff, our policy discussion. A lot has happened um, since our last episode on standard essential patterns. So today we're bringing our special update on all things SEPs. A quick reminder, standard essential patterns are patented technologies that companies have voluntarily contributed to a standard. This means everyone who wants to implement the standard has to use those technologies. Because the potential power imbalance here, SCP holders commit to licensing these patents uh, technologies on fair, reasonable and non-discriminatory terms, um, called FRAN terms. To help us um, sit through the latest updates and talk through the potential pain points for our members, we're joined by our resident EU SEPSperts, Alex Prenter. Hi Alex, welcome back and thanks for joining. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's really, uh, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks. Hi, Alex. Um, so, so since we last had you on the podcast, there have been several important developments in the world of standard essential patents. Um, one of those is the release of the European Commission SEP Expert Group report, or expected release since it hasn't happened yet. Um, so what can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, well, it's... Um it's one of the outcomes which the Commission put into their their work plan um, some years ago now. Back in 2017, the Commission released a communication, and what they put into that communication on SEPs was sort of a work plan for what they plan to do in the future, and this expert group was one of those things. The group started in 20, uh, 2018, and they've been working for well, two years now. Um, they finished up their, their deliberations late last year, and the commission is uh, due to release this report in the near future. So this report has been a long, long time coming. So what, 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 do, we ex do, what do we expect concretely uh, in this report? Yeah, um, well, the, the report, from what I understand, is made up of uh, some 36 different proposals to reform the standard essential patents ecosystem. And what I mean by ecosystem is that there are multiple, multiple uh, angles to the SCP topic, whether it's um, the declaration of, of patents to the standard, um, uh, with the assessment of essentiality. Uh, then, of course, there's the licensing and um, the negotiation aspects of, of standard essential patents. So the, the proposals will touch upon all areas of the SCP ecosystem. Um, from what I've heard, some of these could be radical and some of them could be incremental. It's, it's yet to see, we're yet to see what, what the final outcome will be, but it's uh, highly anticipated. Okay, um, and so why is this report important to our members? Like what is the impact of it going to be, do we think? 
Well, certainly it's a, an expert group report um, that is, well, in one way or another supported by the European Commission. And it's a, another input for the European Commission to deliberate on when, they, when they're thinking of legislating or potentially legislating on the topic. So they'll be taking these, consider, these proposals under consideration. They'll be, opening a, um, they'll be opening a public debate as to the, the efficacy or the veracity of some of these proposals. And it'll, yeah, it'll, it should have some impact moving forward. Um, it could change the, the, the landscape, so to speak. And, and are there any proposals that we're particularly concerned about? Yeah, one of those proposals is that um, companies who would like to implement a standard would have to register their products with a standard development organization, um, which, uh, which develops the, the standard. Um, this would enable the, the patent holder to uh, see who is using their patents or who is using the standard, so to speak. And this would enable them to um, facilitate uh, their negotiations ostensibly, but also would help them to uh, identify companies who they could sue for patent infringement. So there's a lot in this report, and we are organizing an event with you, Alex, in early March to deep dive into the report itself. Um, and we'll post in our show notes for more information on the date and time. Um, but in any case, we always want to tie these kinds of dense policy topics back to our members, and one of those topics is the FRAN commitment. So why is the FRAN commitment so important for SMEs in general and our members in particular? Well, the FRAN commitment is uh, a contractual obligation on the part of the SCP holder. So essentially, the, the SCP holder promises to uh, offer licenses to, to whoever wants to get a license. Uh, this is really important because many SMEs, um, well, they just don't have the, the resources to, to enter very complex licensing negotiations let alone uh, go to court over a possible patent infringement case. So any clarification on what determines FRAND will help companies, all companies, including many, many SMEs who are for the first time using these technologies, it'll help them to navigate the, the, uh, the business aspects underlying um, the development of these technologies. And so um, today with SEPs, abuse running rampant and there are multiple court cases um, actually these are the number of those cases increasing um, how and why would a clarification of the friend commitments be so important to to our members which are SMEs yeah um, look uh, if you're if you're an SME um, going into a negotiation can be very daunting because you don't know what the outcome will be especially when you're up against a giant, a multinational company who has a patent portfolio that is uh, thousands of patents strong. It could be very daunting. So um, lots of companies actually rely upon what is called the, um, well, they rely upon their suppliers to provide them with the components which they can then implement into their, into their products. And these components are what implement the standard, right? So if you're a, a company who develops, say, a, uh, an IoT device that's um, on a manufacturing floor that enables you to track and trace everything on that manufacturing floor, so both people and also objects. 
Now those devices, they could implement a number of different standardized technologies, for example, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi um, or LoRa or any number of other um, standardized technologies. So being able to procure those components that are essentially free of third-party rights, what that means is that you're sort of you're covered. You're not gonna you don't risk being sued for patent infringement if your supplier has already guaranteed you that they have got all the necessary licenses. If uh, SCP abuse occurs when um, basically the supplier is not able to get a license because the patent holder refuses to offer that person a license, and that means that an SME who's purchasing these components will be open to patent infringement uh, further down the line. Um, and that's, that's a business risk. It's, it's, uh, it's such a risk that it, um, it can have a chilling effect on innovation and on R&D for those SMEs. Um, okay, so it seems like there are several court cases and decisions coming down the pipeline that will illustrate the need for frank clarification. And even some courts are asking for this clarification themselves. And so which of these developments do we need to focus on and which ones will be the most relevant in terms um, for our members? Yeah, uh, this is a very interesting question because late last year, um, around November, the, uh, the, the Court of Dusseldorf referred a series of questions to the Court of Justice of the European Union, asking for clarifications on essentially who is able to get a license. Is the FRAN commitment open to everybody? Or is, it, uh, is the patent holder free to arbitrarily choose who they can choose, who they can license to, or they would would like to license to? Um, so the right now the case is pending before an appeal court in Germany. That's uh, due to uh, fail that appeal. Uh, I don't know many people who think that it's going to go through. Um, once the appeal is made to the Court of Justice, it'll take two years. Unfortunately, justice is slow. Um, it will take two years for the, the, the Court of Justice to come to a decision on that case. Um, but that will have significant ramifications for the, the, the FRAND framework, you could say, in, in the EU. The most significant case to date happened in 2015. And again, that was by the Court of Justice. That was a decision called uh, Huawei versus ZTE. And in that decision, the court laid out a framework for how negotiations should happen. So this new referral will elaborate further on that and will set out further conditions on what constitutes uh, an abuse of dominant position by a company uh, who has a SCP portfolio. The second court case happened last year. This one was in the, in the UK, and this was uh, at the Supreme Court level. So the decision has already been, has been, uh, it's already happened. Um, it, it was between Unwired Planet and Huawei. And this has, um, you know, la uh, again, significant ramifications for, for companies, especially those who, uh, those SMEs who only sell products in a single market or in a handful of markets, let's say just a few of the member states of the European Union. What the Supreme Court in the UK decided was that uh, a patent holder with a worldwide portfolio of patents is able to demand that a licensee, that is in this case the SME, that they must sign a license agreement for a worldwide license. What this means essentially is that companies will be paying for patents that they will never have infringed and they never will infringe because they'll never actually sell products in 
on a worldwide scale. And so um, that's, that's a troubling development and it's something that we're going to have to work through with our members to, to assist them in how they uh, approach these sorts of issues. So since this ruling um, already happened, uh, you mentioned that we need to work on this uh, with our members. So how can we fix the situation? Well, uh, it would be great for SMEs to get out and start talking to their their local politicians to raise these sorts of issues with them. Um, most likely a change in the law will probably be needed at the, at the UK level. Um, a change at the UK level will most likely not have any effect on what goes on in the EU. Um, but certainly, yeah, um, due to the, the legal uh, nature of common law, uh, a precedent set by the Supreme Court in the UK is, is very hard to overcome through uh, case law. So uh, it seems likely that uh, the law will, should be changed uh, at the, at, uh, by statute. Thank you, Alex. Um, so if you're listening and would like to learn more about the situation or how you can contact your representatives, please reach out to us at any time. Um, we thank Alex for joining us. This issue is extremely complex and an important policy issue area for our members. And we really appreciate you joining us to help us break it down for them. Yeah, thanks, uh, Anna and Morgan, for having me. It's, uh, it's always good to get on the podcast with you guys. And now it's time for Random Identifier. Anna, you're up first. Okay, um, today my Random Identifier is a quarantine slash COVID activity. Um, I recently bought a paint by numbers kit. Kind oh, of I love like that. those like really intricate coloring books that they make for adults. Um, the thing is, I didn't realize how large and intricate it would be because I didn't <laughs> read the description when I bought it. Um, <laughs> so it's taken me way longer than I expected to finish it. I'm still not done. Um, but that has actually been a good thing because it's been really fun and it's a good activity to pass some time. And I like listen to audiobooks or podcasts while I paint and it's relaxing. And I'm going to get a painting at the end of it that is way beyond my artistic skills. Yeah. So I love if, that. Yeah. So if you're bored like me, I highly recommend. I am, <laughs> I'm idea. always, yeah, yeah, I'm always like very pro creative outlets for yeah. like during stressful situations. So is it a famous painting or is it just sort of like a pretty scene? Um, yeah, it's just like a, like, I think it's actually, it's the Eiffel Tower. So perfect oh. for the EU. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's some, I found it on, um, <laughs> on etsy i think from like a like a local person in That's virginia awesome. yeah so it, it's cool i i highly recommend it um it's taking a long time but i will finish it eventually yeah no space it out <laughs> i, I love that artist takes years yeah <laughs> i can send you a picture of my current progress i think yeah. i'm about like 50 percent exactly in our show yeah notes we can we'll, include we'll it in show it. notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um morgan what about you what do you have for us Oh, I, I feel like I've been really, really late to the party because I only found out recently about Clubhouse, the, the, the <laughs> app. <laughs> and oh. I was wondering what it was and then I realized that everybody was talking about it. And um, so for those who don't know, it's a new social network slash audio app. Well, everything is done by audio. To be honest, I haven't even logged in yet. Um, so because I felt really, really bad for not knowing about it. So I'm going to try this out this weekend. <laughs> But yeah, that's you have to report back. I've never, I've never heard of it. 
Yeah, me neither. I think it's a big deal in Europe. Like, I know it was recently, like, a huge deal in Germany that it was, like, finally available, and then everyone got on it, and then I think they immediately were, like, subject to, like, GDPR violations or something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Possible, but now that uh, Elon Musk is using it and so on, so, yeah, Yeah. I've been receiving invitations, so... I'm like okay, that's the the next uh, next best thing. So I'll, I'll let you know about about that uh, on our next podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say this will be good. It'll be like a continuation of the of the app exploration. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Alex, you've you've stayed to join us for Random Identifier. So um, what do you have for us today? Um, I don't know, maybe a bit too personal, but I will talk about the wonders of modern science. So oh. actually, on the weekend. Um, my niece was born. Oh my and god! She was born. She was born through a surrogacy, so oh, wow. she is biologically related to me. So it's the the it's my brother's child and with his wife, um, but she was born using another woman, and that's, huh. that's just due, and that's just due, uh, due to to medical reasons. But it was yeah. a, the, and such an a. Uh, I was thinking about that today uh, when I was exercising. I just thought, how amazing it is that we can live in such a world where um, basically a miracle can happen like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so, yeah, that was, that wow. was something neat awesome. that happened yeah. to recently. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Is, are you a first time uncle? No, this is my, uh, my fourth. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> nephew, well, this is my niece. I have two nieces now and, and two nephews. So. Wow. Oh, that's exciting. That's a good balance, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Um, well, yeah, I agree. Really science, science is pretty amazing. It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk about science at all. I'm going to talk about Phoebe Bridgers. Um, a, because yes. I love her. Uh, B, because her album Punisher, which was released last year, um, totally got me through this period. It is a wonderful, wonderful album. Um, but here in the States, she did a show called Saturday Night Live this past weekend. Um, so she good. was like, in, yeah, so good. She was the musical guest. Um, and she did uh, two songs from the album, but the second song that she did was um, the last song on the album, which is called uh, the, the End is New York. The End is right. It's, I think or it's just the end. The end. Um, and um, I, don't, I can't believe I just blinked on that. That's embarrassing. Anyway, um, <laughs> the song is really great for a lot of reasons. It like builds, um, and at the end, um, she like screams. <laughs> um, and um, so during the show, she also used that as an opportunity to go like pretty hardcore rock and roll and smash a guitar. Um, and at first people were like, they didn't know what to do. Cause in the past SNL is like a little bit salty sometimes when people destroy musical instruments on stage. And then we find out <laughs> that she got sign off and she did all the right things. She even let the guitar company know. Um, and it's just nice to have a lady rock star do cool rock star things. And she's also nominated for a bunch of Grammys, um, in the first ever all female rock, uh, nominated like category. Um, that didn't really make sense. But the point is that all of the best rock artist nominations are for women, which has never happened before. Um, so anyway, love her, would recommend everyone check her out. It was a really great video. I will post that in my show or for show notes for my random identifier. Um, but it's pretty great. It was one. great. It's cathartic to watch. Nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. Who is this person? Phoebe Bridgers. Never um, she's great. I mean, if you like sort of like interesting sort of indie rock that is like a little bit sad, but also funny, then I would say. <laughs> That's a perfect she's, description. She's for you. Thank you. Right? <laughs> All right. I'll give her a, ch- I'll, I'll check her out. I like, ro- I like rock. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, we have reached the end of Greetings from Brussels, episode nine of our Global Tech Swamp podcast. If you're interested in learning more, visit our website at actonline.org slash techswamp. Uh, you'll find all of our episodes and show notes that include links to articles, blogs, and all the good stuff. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to our Tech Swamp on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher to get all the latest episodes. And don't forget to rate and review. And to follow what we're doing daily, follow us on Twitter at EUAppMakers. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye for now. Everybody, bye. say bye. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>